0: Okay, it's Arrowhead Day on the podcast, and uh, I want to start off by telling you that on private land, it is not illegal to pick up an arrowhead, but on state land and federal land, that includes BLM and Park Service land, it is a federal offense, a felony to pick up artifacts. And in Utah, there's a Utah law that specifically prohibits that even disturbance or collection of human remains, including bones and artifacts at grave sites. So if you must collect something, do it on private land. Where would you look? Well, in, in San Juan County, in this part of the country, um, they're everywhere. There are definitely not as many of them as there were before, but you can find them quite easily if you take the time to look. And you'll be looking in prominent uh, waterbeds, creeks, uh, high spots near water sources like springs, maybe where uh, there's new exposure of, of dirt or sediment or where sediment's been moved by the rain, and underneath rock overhangs. And once you find something, um, if you've you've picked it up on private land and it's legal for you to have it and you want to identify it, there's a website that can help you do that. It's called projectilepoints.net. That's projectilepoints.net. Most arrowheads are made of chert. Chert is a catch-all term that describes a, a number of varieties of uh, microcrystalline and cryptocrystalline quartz so it's it's uh, chert is a microcrystalline or cryptocrystalline sedimentary rock basically it's uh, composed of silicon dioxide which is quartz and it occurs as nodules or concretionary masses and layered deposits generally the uh, chert is 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 dense a dense rock, smooth, with a fracture that resembles broken glass. That's called a conchoidal fracture in geology terms. And the colors can range from anything from white to red to yellow to black, green, blue, uh, gray, brown. And there are different varieties. Basically, they all all fall underneath the uh, category of chalcedony. Chalcedony includes a number of different uh, varieties of what we refer to often. It's kind of funny because there are so many terms for the same types of rocks. Chalcedony includes jasper, agate, onyx, flint, and uh, there's no way that you can really distinguish between them in the field. CHERT forms in two different ways. The first is uh, quartz in solution gets precipitated into rock cavities, and that commonly happens in limestone rock. And the second way CHERT gets formed is deposition of tiny silica skeleton organisms called radiolarians or diatoms in uh, sedimentary rocks. So, going back to all those terms we were using, uh, chalcedony is the name of of the uh, general term that includes chert and flint. So, is this piece of chalcedony flint or is it chert? How do you how do you uh, determine if, whether it's flint or chert? And and really, it depends on who's talking. If it's a geologist, it's going to be chert. If it's an archaeologist, he's going to call it flint. It's early morning, June 10, 2009, in Blanding, Utah. Suddenly, one to 300 federal agents with warrants, dressed in combat gear, enter dozens of homes, in some cases with weapons drawn, in search of illegally obtained Native American artifacts. 23 men and women, aged 27 to 78, are arrested and shackled at the wrist, waist, and ankles Official documents put the number of agents that actually invaded Blanding that day at somewhere between 240 and 300. It was the first time many of the BLM agents were allowed to dress in their combat gear and carry their assault rifles. Was all that military force assembled to confront a band of violent terrorist gunmen? It was used to execute search and arrest warrants in a federal sting operation, targeting individuals who were suspected of violating the Archaeological Resources Protection Act. The raid is still considered an act of brutality by blanding residents who remember that day, given the nature of the offenses. None of the suspects were considered violent. No evidence evidence existed of an organized criminal ring. The feds had sent in their own informant to convince artifact collectors to violate one law or the other. And the BLM inflated estimates of at least one one of the items to justify felony charges. Facing possibly decades in prison and financial ruin at the hand of the feds, Dr. James Redd took his own life the following day This was a man who had delivered in excess of 2,000 babies in a town of 3,500 people. Within a few months, another second defendant committed suicide, as did the informant whose conscience began bothering him. None of the defendants served prison time. Fines and probation were imposed. This was called Operation Cerberus. It netted 19 guilty pleas, 11 to felonies, and and 8 misdemeanors. And it wasn't the first time it happened. A similar raid occurred in 1986, netted 16, and all those charges were dropped. We just passed the 12th anniversary of the raid on Blanding. a painful memory of how federal agencies can use excess and personal attacks and turn them into a clear threatening message for rural communities to cooperate. Both the Native Americans and the whites in the region have been at odds with the federal government for decades, and the federal government wanted to remind everyone that they were in charge. Just a reminder. It is illegal to collect artifacts on state and federal lands, and it just makes sense ethically to leave things in place.